How much revenue do you think Hypecore will do this year total? Uh, well, that depends. We're aiming for, for a mil, but we'll see. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Michael Malovich. He's in design and education, building a venture studio called Hype4.com. Designer since 1998. He's also a university lecturer and author. Michael, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, perfect. Okay. There's a lot of folks that are just great builders going from zero to one that have really started you know, leaning all into this venture studio model. Help us understand what Hype4 is doing. Okay, so uh, yeah, I started quite a long time ago doing designs, and at some point, of course, it obviously after working in some agencies, you transition to figuring out that you want your own company, and at some point, obviously, you also realize that you don't want your company to be like all those others, com- other companies that you worked before. Uh, so the goal for Hype Four was to start by client work, obviously, because we need we needed to get money from something, but the goal was always to start building our own things and. Uh, we started doing startups, uh, a couple of them pretty unsuccessful, uh, but we learned from those failures. And then we went into education and we had huge success there. So we're kind of pushing What do you mean by that? that? But mm-hmm. we're also building uh, smaller Michael, startups. What do you mean by like, that? When you say you go into yeah. education, what do you mean by that? Uh, so when I started teaching uh, at the university, uh, basically I started creating like a PDF versions of the classes for the students. And they started asking me, like uh, where, what, what book or what content like are those from? And I said that I was just creating them myself. So that kind of led to people asking for a book, and that led to actually building the book, creating the the ebook in uh, fifteen months. And that ebook is currently revenue wise uh, our biggest product and our biggest sort of selling point at the moment. So that How kind much of revenue has the book done. Sorry. How much revenue has the book done? Uh, it's currently at $170,000 in a little over a year. That's great. How many sales? Um, 4,000 or something like that. Between three and four, because we have a couple of uh, external customers, not from the platform. So it's a little bit hard to calculate because some companies just prefer it that way. Where can we find this ebook? What's the URL? Uh, designingui.com. Okay. So designingui.com. Now keep, keep going forward here with the story. What's next? Okay, so uh, basically the book was a pretty big success. A lot of the US-based universities, we know that are using them. We know that a class at Stanford was actually being taught using the book. So we went further and we started doing other things. And those other things are culminating right now with uh, my very first uh, video course premiering tomorrow. And we also released a book for developers called Frontend Unicorn. So we're starting to build a community around the company that's not really client-focused as it was, but product-focused and education-focused heavily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so designingui.com is doing very well. You've now done this playbook with others like the startupbook.com and others. What are you using the audience you're building via these ebook sales and the revenue you're generating? What are you using that all to build long-term? What's the longer-term vision? So uh, we decided at some point that we needed uh, a long-term goal, which wouldn't be just creating an ebook and possibly updating it. So we're starting an initiative called Hype4 Academy, which is going to be 
a place for both free and paid content for designers and developers alike. And we're actually on like a very uh, far stages of building that. We're building it all in-house because we have like, you know, designers and developers so we can actually build something that's completely custom to our needs. How and many this is going to work really soon. Sorry? How many people do you guys have in-house? Um, 12 people currently. How, how many engineers? Um, eighty percent of them actually. There's like four, four design, three or four designers currently only. So Got mostly it. engineers. Got it. And so you're building this content course for what though? Let's say the course is a massive success. You sign up thousands of people. You make half a million dollars in revenue. What's next? I mean, do you see yourself ever building like a mural or a Figma or an Envision, a better version of Envision? Uh, well, not necessarily, but we do know that we can build a better version of an educational platform because I've done the Google course on Coursera and I think that this platform itself, the whole experience of it and the learning experience and the certification and everything, this can be done a lot better. And basically, this is what we're doing. So that course is basically like a test bed for all of our future educational endeavors. And also, we actually sold a thousand pre-orders in like three weeks. So it kind of shows that people are really interested in that content that we're providing. So you don't necessarily have an interest in building a SaaS play to upsell to your community that's bought your courses and your eBooks. Well, in a way we are because the Academy is going to be not only about buy buying courses or eBooks from, from that website, but it's also going to be a pay monthly platform uh, with a lot of content added for those paying customers. Well, I understand the content play, but are you going to build tools for folks at any point, software that they can use to execute your design and development you know, teachings? Well, not, not in that, that sort of uh, typical uh, SAS sense uh, of being a design tool, because there's enough design tools there already. So we think that we can actually tackle it from the angle of uh, helping people just to understand better, to learn better, and to use the tools that are already basically there. What are some of your favorite tools that you recommend in your eBooks and your courses? Well, that's a tough one because a lot of people use Figma right now, but I'm not a fan of Figma for various reasons. I work pretty fast and adjust the workflow doesn't work. So I work primarily in Sketch and we actually built the books in Sketch as well. So uh, that allowed us to iterate very quickly and that allowed us to actually update the books. So they're like living eBooks with, you know, the industry is changing so fast that we need to constantly be on top of things. And also because I kind of accidentally coined a couple of very popular design trends worldwide, it kind of led to also adding these to the book because we have to be, you know, if I created a term called like new morphism or glass morphism that became popular in the design trends or the design circles. Say it again, circles, say it slower, say the term. A new morphism, then glass new, morphism. New, mor new morphism. Yeah, it's like a new version of skeuomorphism. It was very popular in like 2020. It got... Uh, that like thousands of people creating videos and articles on it just after I kind of coined the term and created the very first thing. So we wanted to add all that content that we create and add to the community and to the industry to our own books and to our own courses, basically. So how many people do you have paying you a monthly fee right now for your content? Or, or is that not launched yet? Well, that part is not launched yet. But as I said, we got a thousand people, basically a little bit over a thousand people pre-ordered the course in three weeks. So that's how, how much does it cost per month? Uh, currently, it's $35 for just a standard sort of uh, quick pre-order, but it's 70% off. So they'll pay $35 per month? No, that's going to be just one-time payment for that first uh, edition of the course. And then uh, per month, we're aiming between $5 and $10, between, uh, deciding on like 
what kind of content they will access uh, in the full platform. And how many of those initial 1,000 pre-sales for 35 bucks do you think you'll be able to convert to a $5 a month sort of plan? So you have more stable cash flows to reinvest in your eBooks and courses. Yeah, uh, well, we do have uh, more than that number of people from various different industries. We have uh, 15,000 people in our newsletters and in our other channels. So I think that we'll be able to actually, because 5 or $10 is a lot less than 35 so I think I will be able to convert um, at least 2,000 people in the very initial stages, but possibly we aim for 10 to 15,000 by the end of the year. Very cool. Yeah, you're building this beautiful community. You mentioned you have 15,000 people on your newsletter. What's the newsletter called? Well, it's uh, part of the newsletter connected to the book. So it's called Designing UI. Designing. And how frequently do you send an email out? Uh, every two weeks, because we don't really want to spam those people. But we have a an idea for the newsletter to not only show our own content in it, but also to show relevant content from other people, but not just links. But instead, I kind of read those articles myself, and then I write what I think about them to give like a context or perspective to people. That's great. And when you send out an email like that, about how many people open usually? Between 50% or 55 sometimes, around that. So uh, we try to purge it. Uh, obviously, with like the recent Apple changes, it might be difficult to, to see if people opened it in a short while. But for now, we try to purge it every few months. Sketch is your, one of your favorite tools. Any other design tools you recommend or developer tools you recommend? Well, I use Envision also quite a lot. So this is also like one, one other thing. And from the typical like tools perspective, most of my work is done in something called IA Writer, which is a writing tool because I'm pretty active on like Medium and other writing platforms. So IA Writer is definitely my go-to tool. And for all the videos and YouTube stuff, Final Cut. So I just used four tools. If there's somebody listening right now that's building a tool like Envision or Mural, they might be thinking about how do we build our own community. They're jealous of HubSpot buying the hustle. They're jealous of outreach buying sales hacker, right? You're seeing this happen more and more where SaaS brands are buying communities led by characters like yourself, right? That put out great content. If somebody like Envision, one of your favorite tools came and offered to buy the company, right? And have you lead everything they do that's public facing, would you do that deal? Uh, no. Why? But it's, it's, not, it's not that I don't want to kind of uh, grow it in some way, but I still prefer to be bootstrapped. And we actually had some opportunities with our other startups, with our apps that we've been doing to take investment. And we always uh, wanted to actually do it on our own and to build our own thing. Obviously, if the price was like super crazy in, in a way, then maybe we would even consider it. But What's super crazy? No, I mean like crazy in terms of uh, like uh, like they say in the startup that sort of kind of money that you don't really need to do much anymore. So how uh, much would that be for you? Well, that's a, that's a tough question, but probably a, around five or ten mil. Okay, so if Envision said ten million bucks, Michael, come on, join the team, let's rock and roll. You'd have to think about that. Yeah, because because like for me right now, it's not really about the money because I have like a couple of different income streams, so. I'm most, mostly focused on just doing high quality stuff. And it's actually really rewarding because a lot of the people from our community are getting jobs, you know, that like with our help, they're getting actually hired in this economy right now. And it's kind of funny and also very motivating to see that somebody on the other side of the world that you help is actually, you know, doing better, which is uh, in a way kind of 50-50 with the money. It's like really, really a cool way to go forward. Michael, Twitter wants me to ask you to break down your revenue streams. So what's your number one revenue stream currently? 
Well, currently it's uh, the book sales course pre-orders combined with uh, a, a little bit of uh, like uh, on-demand classes done for some companies. Okay. And then on the second part is uh, the sort of hype for company revenue, which is I'm not really taking a lot from there. I'm just kind of j- just taking like a very small salary just to to sort of, you know, keep me going. But it's not really like a huge thing. But I have a what, couple what of small other... salary. You're talking like five grand a month, something like that. Uh, well, a little bit less than that, even. Okay. But I have a couple of even smaller revenue streams. Like uh, every month, Medium pays me like fifteen hundred dollars, and then uh, YouTube pays me a little bit more every month because the channel is growing. So a lot of different like little. And how much revenue... from YouTube? Like a hundred bucks. Uh, currently, between six and seven. Wow. Okay. So okay. Inter- this is super interesting. Now, how does Hype Four make money? Well, Hype4 still works mostly for clients for like 80% of the time. Uh, so we have clients, basically, we've been doing this for a long time, often as like a subcontractor for larger companies. So we had the opportunity to work on the like big Fortune 500 brands. And uh, we've done hundreds of projects, literally, in the last... So it's like, uh, a, devel- it's like a dev shop, d- design plus development. Yeah. Interesting. How many people work at Hype4? 12? Yeah, 12. Nice. We have that. a couple... Of- extra people around the company if we need somebody very specialized in something then they can just join in for a couple of months that's cool how much revenue do you think hype four will do this year total uh well that depends we're aiming for for a mil but we'll see what did you do last year um like uh a little over half okay that's 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 great so it's like your own little agency growing nicely yeah it's it's still it like has year over year growth um of about like between 50-40%. And this year has been like a little bit better than before for a couple of reasons, mostly my growing popularity, I guess, (laughs) that kind of led to more people wanting to talk to us. And also those design trends that I created led to a lot of people wanting their products done in those design trends. So they started to ask, you know, in the source, at the source, basically. And last year, how many clients did you work with to make the 500,000 in revenue? Well, that depends if you're just asking how many clients have I worked personally, because I no, do no, like... No, Hype 4, Hype 4, how many Okay, so for, yeah, for, for the entire company, it was, uh, I think, seven or eight clients. Okay, got it. That makes a lot of sense. Very cool. Listen, this is exciting stuff. I love that you're building community so fast. You've got the agency. I know you don't think about it, but I predict that one day you're going to build a multi-billion dollar SaaS company. You just don't know it yet. We're we're building a couple of SaaS products in the background, as I said. They're not really that big yet, but they are kind of uh, based on our needs as designers and developers. So not, as you said, like a typical design tool, but something that will be helpful for both designers and developers and freelancers. So I can't really... I can't really say about anything about that right now because it's still like in a very early alpha, but it's really cool. And yeah, it's, it's going to be an additional something that I want to promote and when we launch, it's kind of it's gonna be really cool. The highest friction point in any SaaS company is usually the pass off between design over to development, right? So if you're building a tool to make that a more easy process, there's a big opportunity there. There's plenty like Avocode growing fast there. I bet if there's investors listening right now, you're gonna hit up a bunch of them begging, going, "Michael, please tell me what's the idea and how do we get involved?" And you're gonna say, "We're bootstrapped, we're cash flow positive, and we're loving it." Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. That's like we don't have to worry about meeting somebody else's deadlines or expectations. We're just doing our own stuff and trying to innovate as well. Like you know, with the both the design trends and with the way that we're doing both the courses, the books themselves. So it's like it's a lot different than what's typically on the market, and I like it because that's kind of we have the freedom to do what we want. 
Michael, let's wrap up with the famous five. Besides your own books, what's your favorite business book? Business book. Uh, from like the recent memory, I would say Sell Like Crazy by Sabri Sudi. Number it's two, a... is there a CEO you're following or studying? Sorry? Is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, currently, from a couple of local companies, like my friends that are CEOs at companies right here, I'm mostly following them because I can then ask them direct questions. And can you actually name one of them? Uh, well, my friend Daniel has a medical startup and uh, I'm following his adventures in that area because they're growing pretty fast as well. What's the name of his startup? Uh, Medidesk. Medidesk. Very good. Number four, what's your favorite online tool for building a business besides your own? Um, for, uh, for building the business in, in what way? Hype4. Like, name a tool that you guys use a ton at Hype4 that you really like besides Envision. Well, that's that's actually tough because like we we tried Asana, we tried Notion, and they're not really that perfect for us. In like, there is always either something missing, or they're too slow, or they're not really that well connected. So I would say the one tool that doesn't really uh, that does work every time is Slack. Slack number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, seven plus. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Uh, married without kids and living by the beach. Uh, so whenever it's sun out, I just take a break and go some surfing and whatever. What, where? What beach? Where are you? Uh, north of Poland, Sopot. I lived in Warsaw, but then when the company grew a bit, I just uh, bought a house close to the beach. I love that. And how old are you? Uh, 38 and a half. 38. Nice. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20, Michael? Probably to know what I know now. <laughs> guys hype for a combination of a massive community of designers and developers plus their own agency did half a million dollars in revenue last year hoping to break a million this year but michael has other revenue streams has sold over one hundred seventy thousand dollars of his ebook helping designers developers etc he's launching more ebooks more courses to keep growing his community they've got some internal SaaS stuff working but he's a little bit coy on it we'll see what happens next michael thanks for taking us to the top perfect thank you